Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Saturday and Sunday combined. Yeah, good vacation for me. Good to be home. Good to be back with you. And really good to be back in the old win column. So let's recap the winning card for you. It was a roller coaster. It's never that easy, right? You always have ups and you have downs. I go two and two on my first four in college football. I cash on Minnesota and Toledo. I miss bad on Arkansas and Marshall. The Twitter vote after a 7-0 start, we drop our second straight. We backed Arkansas minus the six. They only scored three points for the game. They fired their offensive coordinator on Sunday. Kind of felt bad about that. But the effort I saw on Saturday, yeah, I can understand the direction they had to go there. Yeah, you give up only seven points to Mississippi State. I expected to cover a minus six in that situation. The add-on games in college football go four and two. We hit the Northern Illinois, Eastern Michigan under. We cash on Penn State, Ohio State under the number. We cash on Colorado State. They almost won outright as an eight-point dog. We cash on Miami of Florida in thrilling fashion against Clemson. The two losers, we lost in the Illinois team total, and FAU just got pounded by the Roadrunners. Beep, beep is back in my vocabulary starting next week. Moneyline parlays, well, they were something to forget on Saturday. I went 0-3. I lost on USC, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. Those were the three teams that burned me. I got the other half of the equation home, but unfortunately, I didn't put together any winning parlay on Saturday. Then in the National Football League on Sunday, the handicap goes 2-1. and one. I cash on the Eagles and the Ravens. I lose yet again on the Chargers. I think I'm done with them this time. Ugly, ugly, ugly loss again to Kansas City. My first quarter unders did not start well yet again. They go 5-6 and six on the day. Could have easily been 7-4, and four, but they do go 5-6. and six, And I lose 1.7794 units, so that was not good there. But the home underdogs, well, it was finally time to shine. They went 5-0 and for me on Sunday, up 4.5455 units. And just like that, if Minnesota cashes on Monday night, the home underdogs will be profitable for the season. Chicago, New England, the New York Giants, and Denver all won straight up. And then Indianapolis lost by one, but they still cashed. So a great, great day for me with the home underdogs in the National Football League. The prop bets, well, here's where I'm going to cry and whine a little bit. Yeah, you shouldn't whine when you win, but I'm going to do it. I go 5, 3, and 1 on the prop bets. I make 1.3480 units. I lost Devonta Smith by a half a yard on Sunday night. Oh, I thought it should have been 50 yards, but... 49 it was, so I lose by the half there. And then DJ Moore for the Chicago Bears. He had eight catches for me, but still fell two yards short of the 56 yards that I needed. So it felt like I could have got both of those home and had a 7-1-1 one, one day on the prop bets, but instead it's 5-3-1, and one, but it's still profitable, so no complaints there. Major League Baseball, well, I had no action technically on the card, but if you remember right, I bet both of these two series to go seven games. And guess what? The Rangers get the job done for me in game six, so there will be a game seven in the American League, so I get to cash a plus 200 ticket. So thank you, Mitch Garver. I would like to take back everything I said about you when you hit just 167 that year for the Minnesota Twins. 
I was wrong. You are Mr. Clutch, Mitch Garver. So thank you much. And I love cashing that plus 200 ticket. And I love game sevens and playoff baseball. Can't wait for here on Monday for that battle. It's been a great series. What happened there with the thriller in game five and all the drama? Oh, yeah. This has been a great, great battle of Texas between the Astros and the Rangers. So that's how things shaped up over the weekend. I made, what, 5.38 units and I'm a happy camper, and now let's try to make it a winning day on Monday. So let's start again in the National Football League. Our home underdog locked in on Tuesday. I'm on my purple, the Minnesota Vikings, plus the seven against the San Francisco 49ers. Your first quarter system play, we're betting every single one, just like the home underdogs. I'm on San Francisco and Minnesota under the seven and a half at a minus 118. Then I'm going to bet something for the first time ever on this podcast. I did finish the Billy Walters book over the weekend, so that maybe inspired me a little bit to make a bet like this. Score on the first drive. Yes, that should be available on most books, available on DraftKings. Here, the San Francisco 49ers this year are 6-for-6 scoring on the opening drive. Five touchdowns and one field goal. Vikings defensive coordinator Brian Flores is likely to bring the heat early and often in this one. Stopping the 49ers on the opening drive will be the rallying cry for the Purple, given the 49ers' success. Over the last five years in the National Football League, teams score an average of 38.7% of the time on the opening drive. So the law of large numbers, things should even out a little bit. So I'm going to fade the 49ers here. No score on the first drive of the game for the 49ers. That's only at a minus 125. As a reference point, the Vikings are a minus 210 not to score on the opening drive. But I'm going to fade the 49ers. Yeah, it hasn't worked all year for people. But can they make it really seven straight times scoring on the opening drive? I say no, and I'm laying the minus 125 to find out. Next up, a first-half wager. Vikings, 49ers. Under the 21 and a half, 49ers scored 30 or more in each of the first five weeks. So the sky is not falling after struggling last weekend against the Browns. With that said, though, Minnesota is just two and four this year. They are 0 and three at U.S. Bank Stadium. San Francisco is going to face the maximum effort from the purple early in this contest. Minnesota is actually ninth best, giving up just 3.7 yards per carry this season. So hopefully they can contain the running game for the Niners. I still expect McCaffrey to go. We'll find out, though. In order to protect Kirk Cousins, Minnesota is going to need to run the football. And therefore, first half, I think it sets up well for the under 21 and a half between Minnesota and San Francisco. Then I have three prop bets in this game. And once again, prop bet options are fairly limited with Christian McCaffrey's status still listed as questionable. I'm going Alexander Madison, over 45 and a half yards rushing. I fully expected Cam Akers to steal more touches than he has so far. Akers has just 11 carries in his three weeks in purple. Meanwhile, Madison has 43 carries during that time, including 18 last week at Chicago. He's only gone over this number twice this season, so it's a scary bet, but I firmly believe he cashes even if he averages just three yards per carry tonight, I have no attempt proper. I'd actually probably touch that as well, but I'm going to go Alexander Madison 
over the 45 and a half yards rushing. Yeah, I think the Vikings are going to pound the rock with him, and he's going to get plenty of touches in this game. Next up at tight end, it's George Kittle, over 46 and a half yards receiving. So this number continues to drop, and I get it. The Vikings are tough against tight ends. Dallas Goddard had only 22 yards receiving in week two against Minnesota. Travis Kelsey had only 67 yards in week five against Minnesota. But let's go against the grain with this bet. Most people love Brandon Ayuk, and I get the extra love since Debo's out. But I think the tight end from Iowa actually takes center stage in this game for the 49ers. He's only gone over this number twice this year in games where he had a long of 29 and 38. So it could be one or two catches that could get Kittle over this number. And after just two targets last week with some key pieces out or at least dinged up for San Francisco, a good tight end can be a quarterback's best friend. So I'm going to take the over with George Kittle over 46 and a half yards receiving for the 49ers. Next up at tight end, it's another product of Iowa. It's TJ Hawkinson over five and a half receptions for the Vikings. Low juice on this one. It's only at a minus 110. So I don't trust the yardage prop, but I'll roll the dice with the receptions. If Madison does his job, Cousins will be looking to Hawkinson on third and short to move the sticks. Eight or more targets in five of six games this year. Four of six weeks, he's gone over this number. No Jefferson this week. If you like this under, well, I bet everything Kurt Cousins did the under then, but I'm going to take TJ over five and a half receptions for the purple. Purple, once again, weighted at a minus 110. So those are all my football bets for Monday night. Now, let's get to Major League Baseball. It's game six between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. Once again, I already have money basically on the D-backs. I could hedge here a little bit, put some money on the Phillies, and that way, if I lose my series to go to seven games, I can make a little bit of profit, but I'm going to let it roll and let it play out. So I'm not going to touch the game itself. It is a game two rematch with Merrill Kelly and Aaron Nola doing battle. Nola tossed six scoreless innings in the first meeting. Kelly allowed four runs over five and two thirds innings. It was a two nothing game until the sixth inning when the Phillies finally broke it open. But my wager here is going to be a prop bet on pitching. It's Aaron Nola. Under five and a half strikeouts at plus money or even money at a plus 100. So Nola had seven strikeouts in game two. And I always think hitters have a bit of an edge when facing a starter in a back-to-back start situation. I think the D-backs will have some better at-bats, make a little better contact and avoid the big K number here. So I'm going to bet Aaron Nola under five and a half strikeouts for the game, even money at the plus 100. Then the Rangers and the Astros game seven. Well, will anyone win a home game in this series? It's now or never. So here we go. A trip to the World Series on the line in a thrilling, thrilling series. So I have no line currently. Game just got over with the Rangers winning. I don't really want to have to pick a winner. My head says Astros. My heart says Rangers. I'll post my play in the show notes. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a strikeout prop here again, and I'm going to play it to the under for one of these two to-be-determined starters. Quick hook, second look at the pitcher. I'll post it when I can bet it, but I will be on an under to a K prop between the Astros and the Rangers in Game 7. Other than that, I'm going to get some popcorn out. I'm going to enjoy a Game 7 deciding baseball game. That's what I like to watch, and I can't wait to see it on Monday night. 
Then in the NHL, Frozen Pond, I've hit back-to-back puck lines at plus money. How about that? So let's try to make it three in a row. There's only one game on the card tonight, so no flip-flopping with this pick. My only play is the Buffalo Sabres, minus the one and a half against the Montreal Canadiens. It's at a plus 124. Both teams are coming off a win on Saturday. The Canadians are projected by most anyway to be a bottom five team this year. So let's back Buffalo minus the one and a half once again at the plus 124. So let's recap the card for Monday in the National Football League. I'm on the Vikings plus the seven against the 49ers. First quarter under San Francisco and Minnesota under the seven and a half and a minus 118. Score on the first drive, San Francisco 49ers. I bet no score at a minus 125. First half, Vikings 49ers under the 21 and a half. Your prop bets in this one, Alexander Madison over 45 and a half yards rushing for the Vikings. George Kittle over 46 and a half yards receiving for the 49ers. TJ Hawkinson over five and a half receptions for the Purple. Low juice on that one at a minus 110. Game six between the D-backs and the Phillies. We're going Aaron Nola under the five and a half strikeouts at even money. Rangers, Astros, game seven. Just enjoy it. I'm going to post my bet in the show notes once again. I'll be playing a pitcher prop bet to the under to be determined. Check the show notes. And then once again on the frozen pond, I'm on the Buffalo Sabres minus the one and a half against the Montreal Canadiens at a plus 124. So that's my card for a Monday. I hope you enjoy another great day of sports. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.